0: Our epistle lesson in the lectionary for this morning is uh, once again from Hebrews, this time from the 13th chapter. The writer of Hebrews tells us, let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them. Those who are being tortured as though you yourselves are being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all. And let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, for God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. It's a lot of content. So I want to focus this morning on a very specific part of that passage, and that is the part that begins at verse 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money And be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? See, I find it very interesting that the writer of Hebrews finds it important to discuss money and the concept of abandonment in the same context. Don't you find that interesting? Money and the concept of being abandoned in the same context. And I think that's because for many people, having money is having security. And lacking money is insecurity. And that makes sense to us from a a typical worldview perspective, doesn't it? I mean, we, we need money to function in the world, don't we? There's nothing inherently wrong with money. Money's not bad. Money's not evil. It's just a tool for buying the things that we want and need. Now, we certainly feel more secure when we can pay the mortgage or the rent and put a roof over our heads. When we can buy food and clothing. When we can pay for things to make our life easier and better. See, the problems arise when we forget where the blessing of money, of supply, of provision, when we forget where all of that comes from, And we start to depend on the money and not on the one who provides it. When we start to love the money more than the provider, when we place our security in the dollar rather than the father, that's when we find ourselves chasing the buck. Seeking more and more money because we aren't ever satisfied because whatever we have is never enough. Jesus tells a story in the gospel of Luke in chapter 16 about a rich man and a beggar named Lazarus. He says, there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things. And Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here. And you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us is a great chasm. They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says this, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and money. You cannot serve both God and money. See, Luke 16 teaches us that we can either seek the favor of man or we can seek the favor of God. Seeking the favor of man is temporal, temporary. Seeking the favor of God has eternal, lasting impact. And Matthew 6 teaches us that we cannot serve two masters. More and more these days as individuals, as congregations, as ministries, we have to make choices as to whose favor we will seek. We have to choose whom we will serve. Now I told some of you at... Wednesday night Bible study in my clinic ministry this past week over in Tomball, I had to make that very choice. A foundation that had funded us for years insisted that we change our policies of not prescribing abortifacients and of no referrals for abortive services in order to continue receiving their funding. In other words, they wanted us to refer patients for abortions. Now, I turned down in a conversation with a bishop of another denomination, I turned down nearly a quarter of a million dollars in funding. Because to choose the money would have been against the will of God according to his word. And in the process, I had to tell this bishop, this wealthy man who wears purple, where have I heard that before? That his policy was apostate and in effect held the health care of an entire community of the poor for ransom over this one little issue Where, quite frankly, they could go anywhere to get. And I told him that this practice was unworthy of the church whose mandate it is to take care of the poor, the widow, the orphan, and to heal the sick. He was not amused. But I have to tell you, I slept well that night. Because God was in that choice. Every day we face choices as to whom we will serve. Every day God renews His promise to walk with us, to never forsake us, to never abandon us, If we will choose to stand for righteousness. Now the world, the culture wants us to conform to it. But we have to be willing to stand for God. Like Joshua in the Old Testament we must continually examine ourselves and say, like Joshua said, Now if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So my prayer is, as the people of God, that we will always choose God's favor over man's. That we will always choose to serve God and not money. And I pray that we will stand firm in the face of our modern-day Amorites in whose land we are living, Those that are seeking to have us assimilate into the collective culture of a land in which we are only sojourners, only travelers, only here temporarily. And may we find strength in Jesus Christ and support in one another and in our Father in heaven who assures us we are never abandoned. And in Him is our security. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.